Have you ever been passed by a vehicle that you wondered, how the hell is that thing so fast? It's just a standard sedan. It's like something my grandmother would drive. Well, this has happened to a lot of us over the years. And a lot of people have looked at products like this and said to themselves, why? Why is it so fast? And then yet again, what is that type of vehicle called? Well, these are sleeper vehicles. And not just aftermarket tuners build ultimate sleeper cars. Similar to that of in the 90s, Johnny P in Toronto, this Honda Civic hatchback that looked like a standard Honda Civic. It was the ultimate sleeper, winning aftermarket races. Now today, automobile companies build a lot of their own aftermarket industry vehicles, and some of them build sleeper cars. So today, Autolux is going to be taking a look at some of the ultimate sleeper cars from car companies around the globe. <laughs> Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main host website at autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, read some of our ratings, read some of our reviews, watch some of our podcasts, and hell, even rate some cars that we have posted on our rated pages. And after that, stop by, find some information from car companies all across the globe, big or small. We have them all on the autolux.net website. The Autolux Podcast is brought to you by e Entertainment Group and distributed by Podbeam.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email over at email at autolux.net. So like I said in the beginning, sleeper cars. Sleeper cars are some of those weird grandma-looking standard vehicles. And they've been built by multiple companies across the ages. Back into the 60s and 70s, having an RT badge on a 69 Charger might indicate that this thing's got a little bit more power than your standard Charger. So some companies started looking into taking those monikers off the vehicles. And one of the most famous ones from the 80s was actually spearheaded by none other than Carroll Shelby himself. After building an 89 Dodge Dakota Shelby edition, he wanted to give them something even cooler. He wanted to make the ultimate grocery getter for public consumption. And he did that with the Dodge Caravan. Now previously Shelby had done this with the Omni. And if you had never seen an Omni Shelby, well this thing was wild, crazy, and fast. And it competed against the Volkswagen Golf's GTIs. It was a performance hot hatch, but it didn't look the part. Not from far away. Up close, you can kind of tell there was a little bit of a difference between it and its standard product. But from far away, you couldn't. Similar to that of the Volkswagen Golf GTIs. You couldn't tell that these things were fast. And the 80s and 90s were a big time for ultimate sleeper vehicles because not a lot of major car corporations were building aftermarket in-house products. They were leaving that to the aftermarket industry, which is kind of funny because back in those days, they built vehicles for the gearhead in mind, where today they build vehicles off their product lines for the average consumer consumption without the gearhead in mind. They're building vehicles that some, you know, brainless moron who can't even change a tire can buy a performance product. That seems good to you as a consumer. You can buy these ultimate sleeper vehicles and blow the doors of somebody else. But to the official gearhead, it's not really that cool. Because now you get your doors blown off by somebody who could just afford something a little bit more expensive than you. But when it comes to the full automotive world, respect only goes to the original person who can aftermarket tune a vehicle. Sleeper cars. Getting back to this ultimate grocery grinder that Shelby had created was the 89 Dodge Caravan Turbo. This came with a 5-speed stick shift for a minivan. Yes, a stick shift in a minivan and a turbo. 
It had no public badging on it whatsoever, except for a small, tiny little turbo moniker on the rear hatch. So you didn't even know when you're parked next to this thing that this thing can literally blow the doors off your you know, big Chevy Caprice to the big block V8. You're rolling up in a standard V6 Mustang and you think, oh, well, this is just a caravan. What the hell is it going to do to me? But when he drops the clutch and the turbo kicks in, that caravan flies past you. And this is something that Carroll Shelby knew and he understood that people wanted to build fast vehicles and people wanted to own fast vehicles. This helped them build the Dodge Viper, or as we call it at the Autolux home, the new age Shelby Cobra. Because when you actually put an original Shelby Cobra next to the 1992 Dodge Viper, it's essentially a rebirth of the original product. Getting back to these sleeper vehicles, that caravan had a lot of balls in it. And anybody who has driven one of those things knows that these things are fast. They are crazy, but they are fun for your grandma's grocery getter. But Shelby understood this. Adding turbos into standard vehicles was nothing new. It had been done before. But adding them into multiple vehicles for consumer use was becoming a new thing. Adding a turbo into a Dodge Spirit was the next bet. Let's make the ultimate old person car go like snot. But as the aftermarket industry was starting to heat up in the 1980s with ground effects kits, mini truck and market, low riders, and just straight building new age muscle cars with smaller motors. The aftermarket truck industry started opening up and the GMC S10 Cyclone and the Ford Lightning appeared on the market. Now the Cyclone was not as you would call it a standard sleeper vehicle. It had a ground effects kit and it was lower than your standard S10. So when you, it rolled up next to you, you kind of figured this thing, well, at least has had some cosmetic work done to it. So it's a little bit different than your standardized product. But the F-150 Lightning, Unless you paid attention to the lightning badge at the rear of the vehicle, this thing wasn't much different than your standard two-wheel drive Ford F-150 at the time. And yet, that thing was one of the most powerful full-size market pickup trucks on the market with only the GMC 454 to go up against it. But it's the 90s now. The 80s was the beginning of the ultimate sleeper vehicles from top-tier manufacturers. The 90s, we started seeing turbos added to more vehicles, and we started to see more power being added to vehicles vehicles. AMG had gotten into bed with Mercedes back in the 80s and in the 90s they were starting to give us AMG badged vehicles. But unlike today, these original AMG vehicles could only be found by their oversized wheels and low ground clearance. They weren't your standard Mercedes Benz. They looked a little bit different, but to the untrained eye these things were fast. But why did they build them? Well there was market demand for sleeper vehicles in the 90s. People wanted fun fast vehicles. Even though it was a time that sports cars still ruled the world, people were still starting to look at fun, fast vehicles. And in 1994, Chevrolet decided to bring back the Impala nameplate. And with it, they brought back the SS moniker for it. Sure, the original Impala was a great lowrider product, good for cruising the streets, but this was the 90s and people were looking at fun, fast sedans. This was a market that was growing. And it wasn't just in Europe, where turbos were being added to Audis and this is North America. We have big block V8s, but we can also see if we could stick a Corvette engine underneath the hood of a standard Chevy Caprice. And you could. Hell, you could put a 5-liter Mustang engine underneath the hood of a Grand Marquis. You can make the Mercury Marauder, as they did in the early 2000s. You can make a sedan fun and fast. You can make one of the most boring rear-wheel drive body-on-frame sedans on the marketplace. The Crown Vic and Grand Marquis. You can make it a performance product.
Everybody already knew the Mustang engines were being dropped underneath the hood of Crown Vic's for the police. But when they released the Mercury Marauder to the masses, the market didn't eat them up. Mercury was a dying brand. Had they done it to the Crown Vic, it might have been a different thing. But Ford had already done this before. Put a performance engine into a standardized sedan. They did that with the first generation of the Taurus, making the V6 turbo-powered Ford Taurus SHO, a product that would actually come back in the late 2010s, when the Taurus was relaunched in North America, replacing the Ford 500. They added the SHO. And if you've seen one of these original Ford Taurus SHOs, the ones from the 80s, they were usually black with red accents, so you were able to tell that they were more in line with the aftermarket industry, similar to that of the GMC S10 Cyclones and typhoons and following a similar line to the Impala SS's and Mercedes AMG products with big wheels. But the Ford Taurus of 2010 did not look different than its standard product. It was a little bit lower to the ground, not much more. And it usually was one solid color. So instead of having gray bumper accents, it was pure red. And next to that, a tiny little SHO sticker on the back of it indicated that this thing was fast. Of course, this did not carry a 5-liter Mustang engine, again, similar to the original Taurus V6 Turbo. But that Turbo, you have to remember, one of the most ultimate sleeper cars of all time was made in the 80s. And Buick owns the rights to the number one sleeper car of all time with the Grand National GNX. Yes. Those pure black Grand National GNXs were one of the most ultimate sleeper vehicles. And it didn't even come with the V8 twin turbo V6. But what were the Grand Nationals? Huh. You gotta remember, Buick had vehicles like the Celebrity on the market. And here they are making this Grand National GNX. Now everybody looked at the, the Monte Carlo SSs and thought those were cool. Those were fun. Those were fast. It's a Monte Carlo. Everybody wants to cruise around in Monte Carlo. It's one of those nostalgia vehicles from the importuner scene and the lowrider culture. Pontiac Grand Prix. And then you have the Oldsmobile Cutlass Supremes, which everybody sees as the two-door cruiser coupe. The Cutlass Supreme is essentially a vehicle older generation buys that just drive around. It's the old man coupe. And the Grand National borrows the same lines as the Cutlass Supreme. But when General Motors dropped a twin-turbo V6 underneath the hood, they made that car the most ultimate sleeper of all time. It was faster than most production Ferraris and Lamborghinis of the time. Even to this day, it's one of the fastest turbocharged V6 engines and production vehicles from an American company. It has such a cult following as being the ultimate sleeper. Even to this day, when people see those vehicles, unless you're a car aficionado, you don't understand how fast that car is. And if you want to see this vehicle kind of in its prime, go and watch a movie online. It, it, it's like a B-rated movie called Born to Race. This kid's an upcoming race car driver. And he, he fucks up big time. He gets himself involved in a street race and loses his ride actual touring car so his mother sends him to live with his father well his father was one of the fastest people in this valley actually wasn't one of he was the fastest person in the valley and his main counterpart owns this big aftermarket shop he's just some rich snob that's got money coming out of his ass and could do whatever the fuck he wants where this guy owned a grand national painted red added standard aluminum rims to it and made it look like it's a cutlass supreme for the road but this car was so fast nobody in this area can touch him 
In and in the movie, he sells the car off to pay for his son to try and win this drag race and, you know, get his name back and blah, 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 blah. Decent movie. It's a B-rated movie, but it actually has a very good storyline to it. Uh, it's kind of like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift with a bit better context to it. Like, I do mean better. Like, way better. But it showcases how that Grand National was the ultimate sleeper vehicle when he pulls up next to that asshole from the performance shop with tons of money. And he blows his fucking doors off with his Grand National. Of course, he has some aftermarket modifications he made to it that gave it a little bit more power. Pushing more air into intake, he's able to cool his engine to run better to make it even more of a sleeper. And this is essentially what helped build the sleeper empire. Sleeper cars have always been around, but for production companies, the 80s is when it started. And the Grand National and Caravan Turbo helped bring it out. Into today's world, you get products like the Chevrolet Colorado Extreme, the 300 SRT8s, the Nissan Sontra SERs. Like, those things look kind of cool, but they really look not much different than your standard product. Mazda Speed 3, Opel Astra OPCs, hell, even the Lexus ISF and Subaru WRXs. Not the WRX STI, just the standard WRXs. Just look like the slight modification vehicles. When you see them, you think, oh, it's like one of those turbocharged four-cylinder Mustangs from the 1980s. 80s. Small engine, not a lot of power, but wants to look like it's fast. Well, these things are fast, and there's actually a lot of sleepers out there. BMW was one of the most amazing companies at building ultimate sleeper vehicles. Where AMG made the Mercedes performance products, they always painted them black, always had massive rims on them, and always dropped them straight to the ground. BMW, on the other hand, when it came to the M-Series products, there was differentiations between them, especially when it came to the M3. But when it came to the M5, and even the 6-Series, the original M6s, they didn't look much different than the standardized product that was available to, for consumer consumption. These products didn't look much different. So when they don't look much different, people don't think much of them. Hell, even when you're on the highway, police don't even think much of them. They just think it's another vehicle. Hyundai did this when they released the original sport version of the Elantra, a turbocharged Elantra Sport. Wire wheels were the only differentiation between them. And in one case, you get that weird snot green that uh, the four Mustangs had in the 70s as one of the colors that you could choose for it. But the Elantra Sport wasn't much different. It followed similar lines to BMW's M series, using a sleeper appeal in its body formation and all the power under the hood. That is what sleeper vehicles are. Anybody can make a performance product and add oodles and oodles of downforce to it. A front rear wing, canards, you know, air intakes ground effects kit, side splitters, alter your vehicle to make it stick to the road as best as possible. But like I said in the beginning, one of the most famous street racers in Toronto history back in the 90s and early 2000s was a guy called Johnny P. If you know the aftermarket industry, especially in the province of Ontario, you knew who Johnny P was in Toronto. In his pure white 1990 Honda Civic hatchback with straight steel rims, his little Civic didn't look much different than what you just bought from the factory. It didn't have these big aftermarket wheels on it didn't have a roll bar in it didn't have a spoiler it wasn't dropped to the ground like well it was dropped to the ground but it wasn't like dropped with the full body kit side spoilers canard splitters hood 
intake, cold air, none of that was showing. He hid everything underneath the hood, and he built that car to be as fast as possible in the quarter mile. It wasn't a 10-second car. That Civic was closer to breaking 8 seconds in the quarter mile. And fast. And besides, the aftermarket performance exhaust on it, making it louder than your standard Civic, you would have never thought anything else of it. You would just think, oh, it's just some kid with a hopped-up exhaust and some lowering springs and this crappy Civic. Meanwhile, this thing would come blowing past 5-liter Mustangs. Blow the doors of SRT Challengers, all from a standard product. And like I said, the aftermarket industry was showcasing and building products like this in the 80s and 90s. And into the 2000s, they started seeing the rise of the Fast and Furious age and aftermarket tuners. And they started building products like this for mass consumption. Not just possible consumption like the GNXs, mass consumption. The Elantra Sport, the Kia Stinger GTS, Renault Sanduro RS, the Avalon TRD Escalade Sport. Hell, even moving the RT moniker into more of the standard product, Dodge is able to fool people by still building performance-oriented RT products, with the Dodge Durango RT being more powerful than its standard product range. People saw RT and thought, oh, well, it's just a sport edition, not knowing that Dodge had put a Borla exhaust on it and opened up all eight cylinders. It wasn't as fast as the SRT, but one of the top companies today building ultimate sleeper vehicles is Cadillac. Yes. BMW has gone the way of the M series and most of its M badge products now are just sport appearance packages. You now have to get M competitive products or MCS products to get actual performance ones. Because now the police know about the M series badges and just pull people over with M series badges. So car companies are getting a little bit smarter. Well, Cadillac hasn't been building a lot of V series products and the V series products became big in the aftermarket industry with the original CTS-V and CTS V Wagon being some of the fastest North Star V8 products you can find, even faster than production Corvettes at the time. These things were amazing. Today, Cadillac has moved away from its V series and into the Black Wing series. And they did this to build the ultimate sleeper products that police don't know. Because the V is associated with performance products. So when a police officer sees that you're driving a V product, you're more of a target to be pulled over. Cadillac understands this and has built the Blackwing series. Okay? Blackwing V8 is essentially a Corvette V8 built for Cadillac for the performance division. Now the V series is still there, but the V series is going the way of the original RT Dodge products and becoming more of a sport package or the v-series black wings where it only says black wing at the back people see that and they automatically think trailhawk from jeep and they're just like oh it's just like a series of a of a cadillac they don't understand that this thing is built to be a sleeper it is a performance oriented product to blow the fuck out of your car it's literally going to blow your doors off and fly past you. Toyota is now doing this with the GR series. Hell, a couple years ago, in fact, 2018, they created the Yaris Hot Hatch. Sure, it did have the GR moniker on the side of it with the black and the red accents, which kind of made it stand out compared to your regular product. But this is the Yaris. People are like, ah, oh, it's just a Yaris. It's not that fast. 210 horsepower out of the little four-banger underneath the hood of that thing made that thing unstoppable in its line. This thing can keep up with the likes of 5-liter Mustangs. 
may not win against them, but it can keep up with them for being a small car. But the unfortunate thing is today, the aftermarket industry is dwindling due to major laws all over the world. So car companies have to get smarter when building their performance products. Like I said, with Cadillac, they're doing that. BMW is doing that. Mercedes still makes the AMG products, which unfortunately for the aftermarket industry and the ultimate sleeper product range, people are starting to shy away from it. Lexus with the F. Now the F is very small and very hard to find, and they usually look very similar to their standardized products. So car companies are getting a bit smarter when they're building their sleeper products for the road. They still want people to have these balls deep, fun, fast vehicles that look like they're just running out to get groceries. They want you to have fun while we could still have fun on the roads. Because of right now, police all over the world are trying to stop us from having fun on the roads. And as them and governments and provincial, city, regional, they, they all start cracking down and creating more and more traffic cameras, speed traps, and annoying laws to try and crack down on us going fast. Well, there are very few roads for us to go fast on anymore. And with a lot of the products before, with TRD badges, RT badges, M badges, all being attached to our vehicle, we all have to be a lot more careful about driving around. But really, if you want to go out and have fun in the world, and you don't want somebody to know that you have something fun and really fast, go out and track down an original 1989 Dodge Caravan Turbo. They never sold a lot of them, but they're fast for a minivan, and they're fun. There weren't a lot of minivans ever built with a 5-speed attached to the floor. And if you really want to blow the doors off somebody, find one of them, and take it for a drive. You'd be surprised at the amazed looks you get from people when you blow their doors off with something that they would never think was that fast. Hell, my little Kia Rio does that. My uncle's old Skyhawk did that. And the Dodge Caravan Turbos do that. If you want something that's undistinguishable as a fast vehicle, find a sleeper. Sleepers are the vehicles you need to have fun and not be a target for the police or anyone else. Sleepers are the vehicle we all need and car companies know this now so if you're not a gearhead sleepers still exist in the world you just have to take the time to find them so for myself track down a fun sleeper and if you really want to be cool with it track it down add a couple modifications underneath the hood to give you a little bit more power and make that sleeper even more fun because if you don't drive a sleeper on the road you're just a target for everyone else trust me when i drop the hammer in my borrego and people understand the V6 underneath the hood of that thing is nearly as powerful as the V8 in their pickup truck, they understand. And then they give you credit for having a performance vehicle that looks sleepers are fun. And sleepers are one of the few ways we can still have fun in the automotive world today. Electric cars are essentially going to become the ultimate sleeper of the future. Because when it comes to electric vehicles, it's power on demand. And most of them are faster than they really led on to be. So yes, let's all give rise to the sleeper evolution in the automobile industry. We all need sleeper cars because if we're not driving a sleeper, then we might as well be sleeping in an autonomous vehicle. So if you like that podcast, please like, share, or comment about it on any of the major social feeds, podcast pages, or website you have found the Autolux podcast or the Autolux.net website on. And follow us. Click the little link at the bottom of any of the social feeds or the podcast pages you have found us on and like us. Follow us for more information from the Autolux website and the Autolux podcast about all new podcasts that are coming out and new articles that Autolux will be releasing in the near future. All from the Autolux.net website 
Update and the Autolux Podcast. The Autolux Podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and distributed by Podbeam.com. If you'd like to get in touch with either the Ecom Entertainment Group, the Autolux website, the Autolux Podcast, or Everett J, send an email over to email at autolux.net. I hope you'll like this podcast. I hope you'll share it with us. And I hope you'll let us know what type of sleepers you really like and you really want to have fun with and expect to see in the future. So for myself, Everett J, the Autolux website, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride as we sit back in our sleeper and not take a nap. (laughs) 